Welcome to Raw Relationships, the podcast that keeps relationships real and wonderful. I'm Melissa, and I'm your host. Welcome, everyone, to tonight's podcast. Tonight, we are speaking with Pete, <clears throat> Pete Canavan. He is an author, formal, farmer, radio show host, and personal safety expert. Pete has made it his mission to improve personal safety. His extensive experience as an IT security consultant, self-defense instructor, and public safety professional allow him to provide practical, actionable solutions to threats that exist in both the digital and physical worlds. He has been helping clients and students learn how to protect themselves for over 20 years from all types of online and offline threats to their personal safety and security. Pete can educate your school or organization and enhance the safety and security of students, employees, and others. So without further ado, um, let's welcome in Pete. So welcome Pete Canavan and thank you so much for being with us this evening. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and uh, hope to share some valuable information with your with your um, listeners here, Melissa. So that's great. Awesome. So tell us about your um, tell us about your what you do, what you do for people, and what drove you to do this for people. Well, my uh, my background for over the last 20 years has been in information technology and computers and pretty much doing everything you can with that. And, you know, so I've been exposed for quite some time to keeping my clients' computers and systems and networks and servers safe from yeah. hackers and teaching about safe passwords and things. And so I've had a lot of experience on the online side of things. And then I've also been training and teaching as a martial artist also for over 20 years. And so I'm very familiar with the offline side of staying safe as well. So I said, you know what, I've got this really, you know, kind of neat blend of skills where I can talk about both the online and the offline side of things. And so that led me to start writing some books. And my first was an introductory one on self-defense. And my latest one is a ultimate guide to college safety, which touches on a whole variety of topics. Yeah. And I imagine there's a lot there that, that people don't even think about in college, right? They just think it's it's just a oh, fun sure. place to go and <laughs> all that kind of stuff, and, and we don't really. Yeah, and my oldest. Uh, yeah, my oldest started college this year, so he just finished his first year of college. So when I first started writing a book, which is probably about two and a half years ago now, you know, I had that in the back of my mind too—that you know, I want my kid to stay safe when he's at school, and you know, there's always a lot of risks and threats to student safety as we unfortunately see in the news so much, you know, not college students mm -hmm. only, but also, you know, high school students, elementary school students, you know, and these kids need yeah. to be safe, they need to be taught how to stay safe, and that's, you know, online as well as offline. Yeah, and it seems this day and age is <clears throat> getting scary in the schools, like you said, not just not just colleges, but all schools, you know, seems to be a target a target for some people that are taking out their anger or pain or whatever, whatever they're doing. <laughs> sure. And, you know, in, in terms of, you know, relationships and, and, you know, staying safe in relationships, because, you know, you're all about, you know, you know, raw relationships, you know, and how, you know, they can be great, et cetera. And, you know, we all want to be in, in a wonderful relationship and never have any issues, but, you know, 
unfortunately, there's reality. You know, there are problems in mm-hmm. relationships, and it may just be two people, you know, disagreeing, you know, on something, but it can get worse than that. And anyone who's been in an abusive relationship can uh, can attest to that. And one of the chapters in the uh, college book is basically about safe dating and, you know, rape prevention and sexual harassment and tolerance. And unfortunately, a lot of these things have been in the news, you know, all too much lately and the whole Me Too movement and, you know, so many other things going on. And you look at the paper every day and you go, wow, here's another person that you thought was, you know, a, a great a great person and, you know, a role model, et cetera, and a champion for women or whatever it is. And you, mm-hmm. they turn around and they're the biggest hypocrite. So you yeah. just don't know. Yeah. yeah. So what would you, um, going back to the dating, what would you, um, what would your advice be for some safety when it comes to online dating, perhaps? Because I know a lot of people nowadays with technology, that's kind of what they're doing is the whole Tinder and, uh, you know, the plenty of fish and stuff. And, and that can be kind of scary, you know. I'm, I'm sure I've heard some pretty crazy horror stories. You know, it starts with knowing how to set your privacy settings on your social media accounts. Because if you are entering into some sort of, you know, maybe a, an online dating website or something like that, well, if you start up a dialogue with somebody, what's the first thing you're going to do with somebody who you, you just meet for the first time? Well, with the Internet, you can check them out. You can find out who they are, you know, maybe where they live, where they work, you know, were they married before. Like, you can find out all kinds of crazy information. And so you've, number one, got to really be selective about, number one, what you put out on the Internet in your profiles, and number two, who you're sharing that information with. Right, right, not just meeting some dude and thinking he's, he seems good, so let's add him to Facebook. <laughs> Right. You know, hey, he sounds like Prince Charming and, you know, he's got a great job and a great car and, you know, independently, you know, has his own home and, you know, a lot of great things, but you may not know a darker background that might exist. And so you, you want to be careful about what you put out there and you also want to look into other people that you meet, uh, you know, thoroughly. And you know, I would say when that goes and, and moves offline, don't meet that person somewhere secluded. Make sure you meet them in a public place. Maybe even bring a friend along you know, mm-hmm. so that you can feel real comfortable until you establish some sort of rapport and are more comfortable with them and get to know them a little bit more. And, you know, you're not being paranoid. You're simply being careful, and there's nothing wrong with that. No, and I think, you know, a decent guy that doesn't have a hidden agenda wouldn't be offended by that either. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, you look at some of the, you know, I don't want to get too morbid, but you look at some of the, the most famous serial uh, killers in history, and a lot of them were very articulate, well-groomed, well-mannered men. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, so they established that trust very quickly with someone who they were maybe eyeing up as a potential victim. So that's something mm-hmm. that, you know, you got to think about not, you know, not trusting someone until really they earn that trust. And yeah. So, um, but there, you know, your environment, you have to really be aware of the people that are around you, no matter where you're at. And, you know, the environment, as I stated you know, that you go to maybe meet somebody or even when you're just out and about, uh, you need to be aware of, of who's around you and what's around you because that plays a large role. You know, if you're in a, in a club, you know, or a bar for the first time, you, you know, and you've never been there before, well, guess what? You're at an immediate disadvantage because it's, you know, it's probably in an area you're not familiar with geographically, you know, maybe a different town or something. You haven't been in the building before. You don't know the building. You don't know where the exits all are that are second nature as opposed to maybe your, no, your, your neighborhood hangout. 
So there are different mm-hmm. things that you can do that can improve your personal safety, and it's not something that needs to be very difficult. It's just something mm-hmm. that you need to be aware of. Yeah, and to kind of have a plan, right? Like, if things do kind of go sideways, then this is my plan. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. And think about what can happen ahead of time. Again, not yeah. thinking, oh, my God, what could happen, what could happen. But you know what? It's like, well, you know, if somebody turns out to, you know, maybe come on too strong with me, how am I going to react to that? And, you know, mm-hmm. the first thing you got to do is be forceful in terms of your verbal response to that person, you know, with just a verbal, you know, pushing out of the hand and just stop. Yeah. What do you think you're doing or something like that? And, you know, a lot of people will be taken aback by a forceful, uh, you know, I guess you could say, um, you know, taking somebody's advance and not, you know, accepting that and saying, you know, something's not, this is not cool with me. And mm-hmm. that really has a lot to do with your own personal boundaries and comfort yeah. zones. You know, yeah. you need to know what your personal boundaries are, because if you don't know what they are, how do you possibly begin to articulate that to somebody else? Yeah, well, that's just it. It's actually funny you bring up boundaries because I was talking and writing about boundaries earlier um, because I want to do a show on that. And it's boundaries are huge, like with everything, every person that we interact with. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Boundaries are big. And if you're in other uh, countries, for example, their, you know, interpretation of what may be too close to somebody in terms of their personal space may be completely different than how we are in, say, our country, our native country. Mm-hmm. And if you do a lot of traveling internationally, or even if you're just going somewhere on vacation to a country you've never been to before, it might, you know, be in your best interest just to kind of do a quick search for the, you know, the type of custom they have. You know, is it, like I believe it's some of the oriental, uh, uh, you know, customs are that you never touch a child on the head, for example. So what do a lot of people do in, in the America? You know, so you see a kid, oh, look how cute. You put your hand on their head. Well, to some other cultures, that's like a big no-no. Mm-hmm. So just little things like that that, you know, it pays to do a little bit of research before you, you know, for example, travel somewhere you're not familiar with. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now, when it comes to, um, is there anything else, any, ad- any other advice that you would give for online dating before I move forward? Well, uh I mean, online, it all starts with knowing what is being shared online, whether it's how you have your profile set up or the information that you're putting out there for others to learn about you, you know, where you were at, where you went to the movies, what, you know, did you do at your job today? Oh, really, they work at that job. They work second shift. Now, all of a sudden, somebody knows where you are when you're coming and leaving from work. So it's just, you know, little things that you may just want to think twice about it before you post it online. And if it mm-hmm. seems fairly innocuous and, you know, you kind of run it through your own little filter, then fine, you know, post it if you don't see that it can pose any sort of threat to your personal safety. But if you even think it could, I would say you probably shouldn't post it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or if you're worried about who might see it, you know, even I think even with everything that's been going on with Internet Um, privacy security even if you do have your privacy settings set a certain way if they want to get to know you enough they can do what they need to do right to kind of break all that right and you know you do want to make sure that you tweak those settings because most people they set up an account doesn't matter you know which one it is you know it could be twitter could be facebook could be linkedin could be whatever and most people just leave the default settings they create the account they start using the account 
They don't take the yeah, time to maybe go in and do something other than maybe put their profile picture up there or something. Mm-hmm. But you really yeah. need to go through the security settings with a, you know, take take 10 minutes and go through them. You know, it's all it's going to take, but yeah. you can reap huge benefits for you down the road if you, you know, have these things properly set and somebody tries to find out something and they can't because you haven't accepted them, you know, like into your network or into your group or your circle or, you know, depending on what the mm-hmm. social media platform is, how how they do that. Yeah. And one thing I always make sure um, I change is so that nobody can see my friends list. Um, for I've been through um, a relationship that was very abusive and he actually tried to kill me when, when we broke up. And, oh, my God. Um, so for me, my friend's safety was also something, you know, if he, God forbid, found me, I didn't want him getting to other people through me, <laughs> you know. Right. And the cool thing about Facebook is you can make it so that no, not even your friends can see who, what friends you have on your Facebook, which is nice. So there are lots of good settings there that will help protect, I believe. Yes. Wow, that's something. So, I mean, you know firsthand that something like that is, is uh, it's imperative that you, you well, do what you can to protect yourself. Yeah, it is. And you don't, you know, like you said, he may be Prince Charming. And, and with mine, he was. I had two children with him, um, but he was crazy. <laughs> you know. And yeah. for a long time, I, I let it go and I let it happen. And then I was like, what in the heck am I doing? I'm going to raise two kids with this guy. And then I walked away and it was hard, you know, it wasn't easy, but, and I had to deal with consequences because like I said, he did try to kill me afterwards. Um, But at the same time, I really, that's where I learned about protection and (laughs) um, protecting my... It was a matter of necessity. Yeah, I had to. I didn't have a choice. So that's kind of exactly why I brought you on is because I want other people to be informed, uh, men and women, because I don't think it's just, you know, there's crazy women out there just as there is crazy men. Um, Absolutely. And, and, you know, and also from the whole standpoint of, you know, there's a whole uh, community of LGBT people that are, you know, faced with, unfortunately, greater abuse than, mm-hmm. you know, traditional, you know, heterosexuals. And it's really sad because, you know, it doesn't matter, like you said, who you are, a man or a woman, it does not matter. You yeah. can have something occur to you that you never in a million years thought could happen. But, you know, unfortunately, I'm here to tell you, yes, it can happen to you if you're not yeah. careful. And even well, if you are yeah. careful, I mean, sometimes things are just absolutely beyond your control. But when something like that does happen, then you have to go and get into the physical side of this. And, you know, we can talk about that if you'd like. Yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely, um, I think the other thing, too, that I'd like to bring up is um, family safety. So, you know, informing your kids about the crazy world we live in and really having a plan execute you know, happens. Could you talk a little bit about that for us, too? Well, you know, kids are very trusting by nature. You know, they mm-hmm. they are not, uh, you know, hardened by the world, <laughs> as many of us are. You know, as you go through life, you know, you learn. And, you know, you, you become more adept at identifying things that could be potential problems or threats in your life. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, safety or otherwise. So children need to have their parents educate them or their caregivers educate them to say, hey, 
you know, it's not okay for this to happen. It's not okay for, you know, you to be out there, you know, telling people, you know, where you live or where you, your dad works or where your mom works. You know, these are things that nobody needs to know. And the reason why is because we don't want anyone that shouldn't know that to be able to find it out about us, you know, and mm-hmm. things can happen at random or, you know, they can, people can be targeted specifically. So mm-hmm. if they're going to try to target you specifically, they're going to get to you however you can. And as you mentioned, Melissa, like hiding your friends from, from being able to be seen. Somebody could, you know, this, your, your ex could have used maybe potentially somebody that you know against you, you know, mm-hmm. by poisoning their brain and telling them lies about you and trying to turn your best yeah. friends against you. So there's a whole kind of, you know, another side to this that most people don't think about, but yet it it's there. Well, it is, and the threat, like, I don't even think it really matters where you live, <clears throat> you know, if it's in a, it big, doesn't. a big city or a small town. Um, I know today I was at the park with my two younger kids, and I had one, I was pushing on the swing, and the other one was at the other side of the playground, and in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I have to keep one eye on each of them, and, you know, <laughs> I, I know, I know how... I guess maybe my own experiences really make me heightened to security of my children, especially. Um, And so I had a plan in my mind, you know, if anything was to happen, this would be the plan. And I think, you know, I I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a good thing to just be aware of what's going on, be present and, and know what your surroundings are. Like you said before, you know, know what you're going to do instead of, you know, some guy walks in the park and decides to just snatch your kid and you're standing there in horror, not able to say a word, <laughs> you know. Because you've never thought about what you would do. And like you said, having a plan, now all of a sudden you've taken the time lapse away from you having to formulate a plan. And in all honesty, I mean, how long did that really even take you to come up with that plan in your mind when you're at the park? How long? Two minutes? Three five minutes? Seconds. Yeah, maybe a couple right, minutes. Right, five seconds? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was easy. I do it all the time, though. So for me, like I said, I, I've my experience. I've had a lot of traumatic things happening, so my personality is kind of in that direction. But I think for the normal person, you know, you could think about it while you were getting your kids out of the car. You know, you could just mm-hmm. go over in your mind what your plan is and and then implement it if need be. Obviously, we don't want to, but like you said, if all of a sudden you're stuck there and something's happened, it may take you that one minute to figure up a plan and then all of a sudden they're in the car and gone. And then what are you going to do, right. right? Right. And the more people do it, you know, and, and, and you're a testament to this, the more you do it, the easier it gets, the faster it mm-hmm. gets. You know, yeah. and then it's to the point where it then becomes second nature. You know, just noticing what's around you and say, okay, here we are. We're in this place. If something happens, this is what I'll do. Boom. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And now it's in the back of your mind and you don't have to think about it again unless something happens. Yeah, exactly. But I just think it's really good to be prepared. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up, I kind of jumped around from relationships to family, but to me it's all the same. Um, sure. I want to kind of touch on abusive partners. Um, when somebody's finding themselves stuck in a abusive relationship, whether it be control or, you know, um, sexual abuse or, you know, physical abuse, what would you, um, what would your advice be to those people when it comes to defense, like protecting themselves and, and, and all that? 
Uh, well, I mentioned about, you know, maybe bringing along a friend when you meet somebody and being in a public place. But, you know, dating violence can involve, you know, more than just the physical act of violence. You know, the obvious physical abuse is, you know, slapping, shoving, biting, punching, hitting, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you, there's all kinds of nonverbal uh, or non-physical threats, rather, you know, like stalking the victim and, and you know, unnerving them and, you know, abusing them in a, in a verbal way. Uh, mm-hmm. But... Uh, you know, dating violence, or I mean, I think the term now is they're using is intimate partner violence, or IPV. Uh, I mean, it's any sort of controlling or abusive behavior that exists in, in any, uh, you know, dating situation or, or, you know, any sort of relationship. And uh, it can happen to anybody of either sex, and, you know, the violence can take a lot of different forms. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's about the latest uh, Department of Justice survey I was reading not that long ago said that one in three women one in 10 men, and one in two transgender individuals are victims of dating violence. Wow. That's wow. huge. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Yeah. And, you know, and there's all sorts of abuse, and, you know, there's, you know, a lot of times we hear the, the term, you know, date rape, but, you know, in all reality, it's uh, really a, a drug-facilitated sexual assault where mm-hmm. somebody is drugged and they are either immobilized through this narcotic or they are... You know, they're, they're knocked out by it, and they have no idea what happens during the time that they're, you know, quote, out of it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of times drugs are used to, you know, perpetrate a crime, and they, you know, you have to always, you know, we say this a lot, and I'm sure everybody has heard this before, you know, always got to keep an eye on your drink. You know, don't accept mm-hmm. a drink from somebody that, that walks up to you and hands you a drink or that you just met and says, oh, I'll go get you a drink. And they come back and they hand you a drink. No, you go get your drink or you go with them to the bar to get the drink and watch it go from, you know, the back of the bar to the bartender's hand to making it and handing it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and maybe, you know, in keeping it, paying attention to your surroundings, also you would want to not maybe get totally wasted when you're out with somebody that you don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that can so, be a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, because you may watch the first two or three drinks, but then after that, you're not thinking about it anymore, right? Your judgment is Correct. all clouded. And Correct. And why? Those because things. you get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And those so when we get comfortable, that's what happens. Our, our inhibitions start to slowly fade away. Our, you know, our, how sharp we are and how much we're thinking about things starts to sort of, you know, it wanes and then it kind of goes into the background and then kind of we don't think about it anymore because, you know, we, we've got three or four or five drinks in us and we're having a great time and everything seems to be going well. And bam, next thing you know, you wake up the next morning and something's not right. And nobody wants to have that happen to them. Nobody wants that. You know, because now it's just, I mean, I I can't even imagine. I mean, I I can't even talk about it because I can't even imagine because, you know, it's never happened to me. Thank God it hasn't happened to anybody close to me. But I do know that it's going to change you forever. Forever, yeah. you know, it, it's really hard to reestablish trust in anyone again or have a relationship because you've been, you know, your trust was taken advantage of by somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's not good. Now, how can our listeners find you, Pete? Well, my uh, my personal website is uh, same as my name, uh, just uh, Pete P E T E Canavan C A N as in Nancy, A, V as in Victor, A, N as in Nancy, or as my dad said, uh, a car can go up a hill, canavan. So, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, PeteCanavan.com. And then uh, for my uh, campus safety site, I actually built a whole website around the uh, the campus safety book. 
which is uh, campussafetyuniversity.com. And uh, that website has some free resources on it. Has I post on there all the time different information about you know, problems in colleges and, and you know what uh, students can do. And it's not just limited to that. It's you know faculty and parents. And it's a I'm trying to build it into a resource for anybody to learn more about how to stay safe in school. You know what's out there. Uh, provide information and uh, there's a safety store and there's links to my book and uh, free checklist for online safety. So anybody that goes there, they can just grab a free online safety checklist, and uh, every little bit, you know, helps. And uh, the more we make it a habit, the more and the uh, the safer, you know, everyone will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and not just yourself, but if you acquire that knowledge, you can pass it on. And like I know with me, I'm I'm very um, like that with my kids. And I think that's something. As soon as they can talk, you should start teaching them <laughs> safety. And you know, I for me, I don't want to make my kids think that nobody's trustworthy. But at the same time, I want them to be smart, and I want them to know that not everyone's trustworthy. <laughs> right. And, and you know, and we all and we all need to know, for example, you know, some you know the key things to look for in our partner, you know, or in a stranger, you know, if if or somebody we just met, you know, if they start showing you know signs of, for example, extreme jealousy or, or very being very possessive or wanting to know where you are every minute of the day, and you know, these are all kind of warning signs that, you know, in the beginning part of a relationship, you start seeing these things pop up. You need yeah. to say, well, yo, hold on, cool off here. I'm my own person. No, I need to tell you where I am all the time. And, you know, there's no ring on my yeah. finger yet. We just started dating three weeks ago. Like, relax, you know, and then yeah. you got to watch. They may explode into anger, you know, or mm -hmm. people may have crazy mood swings. And so yeah. there's, a, there's a cycle of violence that occurs with a lot of these people where, you know, that tension builds up and then the violence erupts and then they seduce the victim to stay with them. I mean, you yeah. know that better than anyone. You know, yeah. that there's, there's a cycle there, and it's hard to break free from that yeah. cycle. Well, so, it is. It's great when it's all going well, but not when it's not. Yeah, well, and I think that, you know, a perpetrator has a way of manipulate, manipulating you into mm -hmm. thinking that it's all your fault, or if you would just do this, then I wouldn't do that, you know. Right. I can remember a couple times uh, my ex would say, when I would say, well, I'm done with this, you're crazy. And he would say, I'm going to kill myself. And I'd have to beg him, don't do that, you know, because I didn't want that on my hands. But then after, I was lucky because I only stuck around for a year and a half. Um, I was, as soon as I got pregnant with the second kid, I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> and I walked oh, away. But, yeah, but I grew up in abuse. So I knew that it wasn't right. And I knew that I sure as heck didn't want to raise my kids the same way I was raised. So um, I think, you know, for me, my my brain kind of just said, it's not okay. But he he would do things that were just so crazy, like, but he was so nice at the same time, you know, he was so charming and he was this, but he had all the red flags, you know, he was controlling, he was, um, he, his mood would go from flip-flop, you know, from one extreme right to the other, and I was young, I was only um, 17 when I met him, and he was 10 years older than me. Um, mm. So I just thought, oh, he, you know, he's he's a he's my knight in shining armor. <laughs> but mm -hmm. it didn't take long for his true colors to show, and he was very controlling, even to the point of um, the house had to be cleaned before I could leave to go anywhere. 
you know, wow. and I thought, well, at first I thought, well, he just likes his house clean. But then after I'm like, no, this is not normal. <laughs> well, Melissa, I applaud you for having the strength to leave that situation, especially with, you know, with young children. It's it's tough because, you know, mm-hmm. this is the father of, of your kids. And, you know, but at the same time, you, you have to weigh the pros and the cons. And when those cons outweigh the pros, it's time to hit the road. Yeah, well, that that was my thing. And, and I think, you know, growing up in it, I knew it wasn't right. Um, so that helped a lot for me because I, I didn't, I didn't like it. My stepdad was an alcoholic and, and abusive to my mom. So I knew that it wasn't right and it was scary and, you know, traumatizing for children. Cause I can remember myself going through it. Um, and I actually had a conversation with my mother about it and she says, I don't know why you think it was so bad. It wasn't that bad. And then I got thinking about it. I'm like, am I remembering things differently? Like, I don't get why she doesn't think it's such a big deal. But to me, it was traumatizing. And then I got thinking about it, and I was like, I was six years old. Of course it was traumatizing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, maybe it wasn't that bad to an adult, but to me, it was it was traumatizing, you know. So well, anything think, that traumatizes a six-year-old uh, is not good. Mm-mm, no, and, that, and it really sets them up for... Um, what could be a hard path to follow in life, you know. Um, I think I'm just one of the lucky ones that I just was able to not kind of fall into victim mode and and just really, you know, I had to be independent, so I just kept with that. So, But I know there's a lot of people that get stuck in these relationships with abusive and controlling people, and, you know, they so badly want to leave, but they just don't, like they're scared they're you know they love them because they think they could change or you know and it's just it's it's sad it's really sad that people get stuck in it I did before I let you run I did see on your website you talk about some apps that you know of um, for protecting yourself can you talk on that a little yeah bit? sure uh, everybody's got a smartphone around, but nobody thinks about their smartphone as something that can keep them safe necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, but there are a lot of safety apps out there. Some of them are free. Some you have to pay a little bit, you know, five bucks for or something like that. But they basically turn your phone using one of these safety apps into a a device that can record and send information, including the video and the audio that's streaming out of your phone when you activate it, as well as your GPS location to people that you've pre-programmed into your phone. So when you're somewhere and you're alone or, you know, you're walking somewhere or maybe something doesn't feel quite right, you can pull the app up on your phone and just by hitting a button uh, or even shaking the phone in some cases, uh, mm-hmm. if you can't hit a button, you can just shake it. It will uh, actually activate the, uh, the front and the rear facing cameras, turn the microphone on and start streaming audio and video of what's occurring to you to, to people. So mm-hmm. it's a way to hopefully, you know, get, uh, you know, somebody there quickly and, and get you help and, you know, and, and hopefully everything turns out uh, well in the end. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's scary. But we can use our cell phones using these, uh, you know, if you just, you know, go on either, you know, the Android, the Play Store, or you go on the Apple mm-hmm. Store, you can search for uh, safety apps and take a safety. few. I don't want to kind of endorse any. Uh, yeah. Maybe somebody one of these days is going to say, hey, endorse our app for us. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, there's a lot yeah, of, there are a lot of them out there. Maybe that'll be the, your next thing is helping your own. Well, I am, look, I am working on an app where I'm, I take a lot of the information in, uh, in a few of my books here, and I'm putting them into an app. So that's actually, uh, that's actually in the planning stages right now. 
Awesome. So maybe if you already have not too far in the future for yourself, then you can endure. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I totally appreciate you coming on and helping inform our listeners. Um, and I definitely encourage the listeners to check out Pete's website. Um, I will post a link in the comments or in the description, I should say. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Pete, for sharing your, your knowledge with us. Oh, you're very welcome, Melissa, and thanks for being such a strong woman and, you know, taking sort of the, the helm to, you know, bring your information out to the masses. Do you have questions? Are you feeling lost and confused about what path you should take? The psychics at Psychic Text Readers are honest and are to the point. They will help you through anything you need help with. Check them out now at www.psychictextreaders.com.